And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I love that you shut the door to record. Was she like in the hallway? When well, you shut the door, there's not and really you just a hallway. shut it in her face. No, I didn't shut the door in her face. It, the, the stairs come up to a landing, and my office is. I, maybe she was on oh, the I'm stairs. Aware, I've, I've been there before. I'm well aware you can stand on the landing and look out over all you survey there at Manson Manor. I suppose. But it was just funny. You shut the door. We began recording, and immediately the door opens. I mean, I couldn't have planned that if I tried. How about that? What did Mrs. Manson at Mrs. Manson DDT bring to you, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson? She brought me dinner. Thank you, Mrs. Manson. You are the best. We obviously will need more specifics. More specifics? Well, it's a bowl. And, um... It looks like the stew at the surface. It's not. Although, I guess it's not that... What it is, is it's, um, roasted vegetables and chicken... Served on a bed of couscous. So you, wait, I'm sorry. Say that last part again. Served on a bed of what? Couscous. Why do you pronounce the medial s but not the final s? What is it supposed to be? Couscous. Yes. Sorry, oh, I call I it couscous. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a great show. Oh man. Um. How roasted peppers, roasted tomatoes, zucchini, broccoli, onions. It's pretty good. Does it come in a mix, or does Mrs. Manson or you slice and prepare the vegetables together? Or is it like a medley that's Oh, no. This prepared. is all fresh veggies that we cut up ourselves. Very fancy. I told her this is actually leftovers. We had it for the first time the other night. No, I told her, I said, this is pretty much the most gourmet thing we have ever made. It sounds very fancy. So much so that it you It has leave good, off, like, spices on it as well. You leave off couscous, mm-hmm. or you leave off the S. Let me ask you a question, because the neighborhood wants to know. Uh-huh. What is the shelf life for leftovers in Manson Manor? What does that mean? Does that mean... So I'm you prepared, going to eat it say, all in two days and there's nothing no, left? that is not what I'm asking. That is not what I'm asking. You prepare that dish, let's say, Wednesday night. Was it last night, two nights ago? Mm, probably two nights ago. Okay, so you prepared it on Tuesday. We record on Thursdays. Um, what's the latest where you would feel comfortable still eating it? Um... I don't know. I, I that definitely depends on what the meal is. Of course. But I mean something like this, I mean I'd give it at least I don't know, 3 or 4 days, maybe 5. But by 5 growing, I'd be starting to sniff it a little bit before growing I up, eat it. Growing up at hmm. the Matthews house, uh, meats, especially chicken had a 48-hour shelf life. You had to eat it within 2 days or it was immediately thrown away. Now Why? granted the belief was that after 48 hours, the meat would no longer be as fresh and it could potentially, I don't know. Whose belief is this? 
Papa Matthews, Mama Matthews. Now, granted, they also cooked regularly, so leftovers were something you either brought for lunch or mm-hmm. there was a mm-hmm. random kind of yo-yo dinners where you just kind of grabbed whatever was available. More often than not, food was pre- prepared fresh each evening, but... Right, right, so, right. So we always, you know, so like, for example, we made tacos last week. I didn't eat it, but I had forgotten about the taco meat that we left over. So we made tacos last, I think actually a week ago today. And I noticed it probably Tuesday. And I was just, so I posed to Mrs. Matthews, hey, do you think this taco meat's still good? And there's a long pause. And she's like, please don't eat that. Now you're a scientist, so help me out here. Yeah. What is the danger of leaving, you know, what is the danger of food left how how contaminated can food get in a mic in not a microwave in a refrigerator? I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, I really don't know. Um, like, it kind of depends to me on the amount of time that it's spent outside of the refrigerator. Um. I think they tell you, like, a total amount of time outside of the fridge, like, four hours is about where you need to have the cutoff. So, for the most part, if it's just sitting in the fridge, shelf life is pretty long on most things. I mean, obviously things do still expire, um, but, you know, I would say, I mean, at the outer end, you're looking at five days, you know? You want to be safer, maybe three days, but... Beyond that, I don't think I'd go much longer than, much longer than five days on it. All right. If it's like meat, you know, um, yeah. like if it's an egg, eggs you can keep almost forever. Like I know, like there's an expiration date on eggs that you buy at the market, but ignore that, completely ignore that. You can keep eggs for months and they're fine as long as when you crack it open, it doesn't smell like sulfur. Eat that egg. I don't eat eggs in general, but that's good advice. <clears throat> what about milk? Is it just the sniff test or when it starts to curdle in the bottle? Okay. It's funny you should mention that. Because in this household, Mrs. Manson says, like, if she opens the milk, it's getting questionable if it's still good within seven days. And I'm like, hey, the expiration date's still like two or three days away. And she's like, yeah, but it's questionable. I'm like, no, it's not. If it's not curdled in the bottle, it's fine. Um, Mrs. Matthews always asks me to smell the milk, which is another she, yes. food. I, which is another food I don't drink. Okay, well, so here's two, two, I don't two know things. what I don't know what good or bad milk smells like. I don't regularly drink milk either, but she always asks me sniff it, sniff it, see if it's any good. I'm like, okay. And you understand how a milk carton works, like a plastic just jug, like you pour that. And every when just just go to the go to the fridge right now, DC. Look at Mrs. Matthews' milks. I know you don't drink it. Open the container and tell me if you see crusted milk at the top of that container. The answer is yes, because there's always going to be something crusty underneath that cap. So when you put your nose directly over it and you smell, the only thing you're smelling is the crusted, spoiled milk underneath the cap. So it always is going to smell bad. Like, I, you got to pour it out. If it's not curdled, you're good to go. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of other things. No, pop, you know, like something like pasta. 
as long as it still has a good texture to it. I don't worry too much about that. Yeah. But but then again, that, that kind of stuff doesn't last because just, I just throw it in my bag and take it for lunch. Yeah. So. I don't like lunch meats. Lunch meats um, kind of scare me. Um, because, well, I mean, I eat them all as the time. As a rule or in the refrigerator? In the refrigerator because, like, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of salt in those and they ought to be good. And unopened, I suppose, you know, if you get them prepackaged, vacuum sealed, whatever, they're probably good for weeks. But if you get them from the deli or you get them fresh, like, it, again, you're talking like three to five days. And after you start getting this, I don't know if you ever felt slimy lunch meat. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's, that is past what I want mm-hmm. to consume. Um, I, I have a thing. Sometimes when I go to work, you know, like, the refrigerator's not in the same room where, like, my, my office is. And so occasionally I'll put my lunch down on my desk if I'm taking my coat off or whatever. I'd leave it there. Right. I'll, I'll get into something and I'll leave it there. And if it's like 11 o'clock by the time I get back and realize the lunch is on that desk, I'm not eating that lunch. Like lunch meats that have been out, again, now we're talking like, you know, three hours or so sitting there in a sandwich. It ain't happening. I'm not eating it. Uh-uh. Hmm. Something about it grosses me out. I don't know why. Luckily for me, there's not a lot of deli meat eaten in this house when I get it. It's, I buy, buy, you know, I've always wanted to go to the deli and order a ridiculous fraction of meat. Just so, like, if I'm like, can I get five-sevenths of a pound? Like, they're going to have to figure that out. I'm sure their little scale has a calculator on it. That's probably true. But, uh, did I see M&M's there, too? Yeah. She Mrs. brought you uh, dinner and dessert. Mrs. Manson, I went to lunch today. They She walked to the little downtown area by where we work. And um, while she was there, she stopped at a, a convenience store and picked me up. Well, really, she picked them up for herself. She only gave me, you know, well, I, I imagine this is half the bag. So, you know, she gave me her leftovers. But it was very nice of her. Myself, I would have just left them in my desk and feasted upon... Who am I kidding? There would have been nothing to have left in my desk at the end of the day, but they presupposing that there were. They would have been gone by the time you got back to the office. Yeah, we know. I never would have shared these with her if I had... What flavor? Um, peanut butter. The best M&M flavor there is. Agreed. On a time, I like plain ones, too, but the peanut butter ones... Plain ones are for suckers. Nah, I like plain ones. I don't like them at all. I do like some of their weird seasonal stuff, though. Their pumpkin spice M and M's are good. Oh, um, the cookies it's and February. cream ones Don't they talk do to sometimes. Me about spice. Just saying. They even did like a hmm, what was it like a white candy corn flavored one, which really was just white chocolate. But whatever, I ate it. It was fine. All right, we've hit the ten minute mark. We haven't talked about wrestling. This feels like a, a traditional episode of DDT wrestling, and I want to do something untraditional actually to begin this. I want to go right to the email because there is an email that I want to read. And no, Pav, it's not yours. We'll read that later. I want to read one of the bestie of the besties. I want to read Glenn's email uh, titled. No, wait, hold on. Before you, before we get into that, you have to uh, tell the good folks at home, the the the, uh, the readers, if you will. Uh, wh- where do can they send their oh, emails? That's true. Should they me. want to have it read on the show? DDT wrestling at gmail.com. DDT wrestling at gmail.com. And you say I should do the Numa Numa song. <laughs> All yeah. right. DDT wrestling at gmail.com. This comes to us from our good buddy Glenn. Braun! 
Hi, guys. Just a simple question this week. I'm not used to reading short emails. In your opinion, has there ever been, in the time you've watched wrestling, another wrestler that can play big, scary monster and be absolutely brilliant at Wrestle Silly at the same time, like Braun Strowman? Thanks, as always, Glenn. If you want yes. to follow Glenn on Twitter, and I encourage you to do so, I believe it is at G-A Wrestle Nut. Um, Braun Strowman. Don you know Hansen. where I'm going to go with this. There uh, absolutely uh, has been other big, scary monster types who are absolutely brilliant at Wrestle Silly. Now, that said, this might have been where you were going, and to say that Braun Strowman is a special breed. He is probably the best at this out of anybody who has ever tried to do this. I don't know if that's what you were going to say, but that's where my mind went when you were talking about Strowman. Um, I was just going to, in case someone is listening to this episode, having just recently awoken from a coma and is unaware of what Braun Strowman did on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, um, Elias was in the ring, and then... JoJo announces, ladies and gentlemen, Braun Strowman. Braun sits down, and he pulls out... I'd have to ask Tall Guy's wife, who is the musician I go to for this kind of thing. Uh, people are saying it was a cello. I suppose it was too small to be a stand-up bass, but it could have been a viola, I suppose. But he pulls out a giant stringed instrument. I think it might have been a stand-up bass. It was big. It was very He's, large. He's a big he man. He proceeds to then strum it. It breaks almost immediately. He looks down, shrugs, and then proceeds to sing to Elias. May I add, uh, that initial singing, uh, that man has the voice of an angel. It was beautiful. It was. Uh, yeah. I would like to know some of the other names you would put on the list of monster scary big men who can also pull off Wrestle Silly. You are right in that he is not alone in this, but I do, I do think, think he, he might in, be the best. I do think he is at the very least in the upper echelon, but who comes to mind when we think of the this kind of character? For me, it's Gene Snitsky. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm not wrong. But no, don't no, no buts. Was Gene Snitsky as mon legit monster scary as Braun Strowman? Don't I mean, when he first much. came out, he was a giant monster wrestler. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he very quickly fell into that baby killer gimmick because of an unfortunate, I think, punting of, of a <laughs> bassinet or something. But oh, the um, unfortunate punting. Yeah, but but yes, absolutely. He was a monster wrestler who was also very humorous. Um, I think Heidenreich also falls in there. Although again, I think Heidenreich's, um, mm -hmm. I think I think I think Snitsky is above Heidenreich in terms of yes. you know the overall rank. Probably, but it's close. I, I guess I suppose Braun Strowman has a more. Made of anything. I even go with Brock Lesnar. You know, Brock Lesnar is a monster, scary suplex city, but at one point he brings, in his feud with Eddie Guerrero, he brings out a mariachi band and is dancing around with a sombrero on it. Well, I mean, okay, I'll give you that, and I, there's probably at least a few more that you can think of for Brock Lesnar, but I will say, I don't feel like, when you think of Brock Lesnar, like, that is, I don't 
my mind does not go to the silly things that he once did. No, that is probably true. You know, I guess Kevin Nash, but Kevin Nash never did scary monster. He was just big tall guy who had a sense yeah. of humor. I mean, you would say Kane belongs on this list because there was a time where he was doing more comedic stuff, especially like his run with Daniel Bryan and Team Hell No, and even like I, corporate like, Kane. Cor- I was gonna say concession Kane. Yeah, Kane's a good name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I do think Braun Strowman is, especially when you consider, I don't remember when he made, you know, Braun Strowman's debut has to be considered twofold. You have to talk about his debut with the Wyatt family, but then I also think you go with that Ellsworth match as the debut of this iteration of Braun Strowman, and I don't remember when that was. But I want to say it was, you know, maybe late 2016, maybe early 2017. Like, we're talking about a guy who's really been... Okay, July 25th, 2016. So yeah, I was going to say, talk- it's earlier than 2017. We're talking about a year and a half, all things yeah. considered. I mean, this, this is a guy, guy who we first saw. I mean, we were just laughing. He's big, he's got a good look, but he's so green that he can't even make a bear hug look good. Like... He really seemed like he was not capable of wrestling pretty Mm -hmm. much at all when he first appeared. And even by the time the Wyatt family broke up, I still don't know that we were quite sure that he was going to be able to make it on his own. No. No. What's interesting to me, if if we take this slightly to a more broader worldview here, is this segment featured two guys that did not spend a huge amount of time, if any, at NXT. Like, Elias had a couple of months, and then he was immediately called up. Braun Strowman, I don't know if he wrestled a single match on NXT TV. He was a rosebud. But, Mm -hmm. you know, NXT is heralded as this elite promotion and this proving ground for all of these great superstars. It's not necessary. If the guys, you know, if if it's if the guys have these kinds of talents, like Braun Strowman's great, Elias is doing far better than I could have ever expected. Yeah, but in all I, fairness, they had to protect Braun Strowman for a significant amount of time. Um, don't get me wrong; it hasn't been that long since he debuted. What? So it's been less than two years at this point, and he's made yeah. great strides. Like, don't get me wrong; it turns out. Yes, naturally talented, a quick learner, and all of that. But it easily could have gone a different way for him. You could say that for Elias as well. Like, Well, Elias, I don't actually think is as good as everybody seems to think he is right now. So, I don't know. He's He has the... He's got the people, those crowds, he seems to have in the palm of his hand, which is not an easy thing to do, as we've seen time and time again with various superstars. But I just I wanted to start with that email because that is kind of some of the big news, not necessarily storyline-wise, but just in terms of Wrestle Silly. That is the big Wrestle Silly coming out of this week in wrestling. Full disclosure, I can't watch SmackDown. I just I try I, I it's recorded on the PlayStation View. I sit down to watch it. And I just can't. Like, I chose to watch 205 Live this week instead of watching SmackDown. How come? What's wrong with SmackDown? I I just feel something is missing. I don't know if it's too top-heavy. I don't know if it's lack of depth. I don't know what it is. I watched a good portion of Raw. 
I watched 205 Live. I watched NXT. I did not watch SmackDown. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, how much wrestling did you watch, Doc Manson? At Doc Manson? Uh, butt kiss. Okay. Oh, I didn't see that match. Mm. Um, I did. I did on YouTube uh, see Braun Strowman's uh, adventures with the base, and I he could have killed Elias. Yeah, he could. I don't think. I think Elias will still be in the chamber, but if they were going to write him out injury wise, that would have done it. Absolutely would have. You know, just thereby proving that this guy's never going to make it past the U.S. or Intercontinental title. I see no problem with that. Plenty of great talents have never yeah, made it Yeah, great that. talents, like Dolph Ziggler. Except, of course, he was a heavyweight champion. Yes. Hey, did you hear he got signed to another contract? He did. Supposedly, like, $1.5 million a year? For two years. That's amazing. Hey, go do whatever you want to do and shut up. Yeah, love it. Um, because he's he's now in, so the news. I, yeah, I didn't that, mean that in a negative way. I think that's no great. The big new, the big news out of SmackDown is not to be outdone by the Elimination Chamber. The main event of Fastlane, which is coming to us in March, will be a fatal five way match for the world title. Uh, champion AJ Styles defending against Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Baron Corbin. You have to believe that Dolph Ziggler will be the one getting pinned. Probably. My, quest, my question to you, is there any way right now that AJ Styles does not defend that title? Um, He's definitely they, going to defend it. But does he not retain it? Do they tease us with the possibility of AJ versus Shinsuke and then wind up giving us Corbin versus Shinsuke? We didn't talk about Valentine's Day, I suppose. So Mrs. Manson returned with more. Because M&M's and couscous with roasted vegetables and chicken was, was not enough for Doc Manson. Nay, nay. I don't know if he texted for them or nay, if they nay. were just brought. Nay, nay. They were just <laughs> Is that the name of a pop singer? I feel like it should be. I think you whip and then you nay, nay. That could be it. Um. Heart-shaped sugar cookies with frosting has now been delivered. How was your Valentine's Day? A happy Valentine's Day to you and Mrs. Manson. How Thanks. is your How is your evening? Did you do anything nice to celebrate? Were Were gifts lavished on each other? Sorta. We had do dinner. Want- we We cooked a steak. We had some couscous. Um. What? We um, exchanged gifts. I got some Swedish fish and a mug. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And um, I got his and her presents, which are the geekiest thing in the world. They're simply these little USB charging stations. Nice, small, compact little disc things that you can hook like six devices up to that can just sort of live on our nightstands. Um, she had been cha- uh, charging like a Fitbit and a socket in the bathroom with like this little short cord dangling so i was like we'll just this will be nice and then you know every time she uses it she can think of me that's lovely what a what a beautiful sentiment so so what did you do for for uh valentine's i uh prepared breakfast in bed for mrs matthews uh i tried to what time did you get up to do that 
what time did I get up? I was up around 4.45. I started cooking around 5.15, figuring she'd wake up during it, because I don't know if you know this, Doc Manson, I'm not a quiet person. Mm. When I cook, there tends to be clattering, um, breaking of china, uh, those sorts of things tend to happen. So I assumed, however, I I was actually quite sneaky. Um, tried my best to prepare a heart-shaped pancake. You can see on Twitter, you can judge my success. Plated a little fresh-cut strawberries, a little whipped cream, presented it fresh to Fresh whipped cream? Homemade? No, oh. no. Oh, well. Canned whipped cream. Uh, I mean, that's... A, a KitchenAid mixer, which I don't own, would have definitely woken up Mrs. Matthews. You can whisk whipped cream yourself by hand. I could, which would have also woken her <laughs> up. But, um, but yes. That sounds so very a, nice. A lovely, a lovely Did you both go to work? We did. So you were able to prepare this, stick it in bed, uh, yep. bring the breakfast to bed. Yep. It was consumed, yep. and you still managed to get to work on time. That's amazing. Well, it happens when you wake up very early. She woke up at 5.35 or so to breakfast presented to her. We don't leave the house till 7, 7.15, so hmm. we had ample time to. Well, what else in- did you do? Um, We went to bed by like 7.30. Did you really? Asleep. We did. We did. Valentine's Day, as I have said on previous podcasts, is not a major holiday in the Matthews household. I like to do something nice for her. She had, I had to work late on Tuesday. She had cooked me dinner on Tuesday that I felt and prepared a lovely s'mores ish dessert that Mm. more than made up for a a Valentine's day thing. We are heading to the great white North this weekend for the long president's day weekend. I will imagine that at some point we will go out to dinner or go see black Panther or something though. That will qualify as we don't do presents. Not for that. It, it also is when, and you know this partially, when Mrs. Matthew's birthday is in March and my birthday follows in April, how many gifts can you get each other? Christmas in December, Valentine's Day in February, then a birthday in March, then a birthday in April, then an anniversary in June. Are you judging me, Dr. Are you I've judging never, me? I have never done that to you. You have lived in a state of almost constant judgment <laughs> from the moment we have met. That's that's mostly true. That is mostly true. Um, so, yes, it was a lovely evening. It was very nice, but it, there was no... Did you oh. not send her flowers at work? Was that... No, was not that, this year. I mean, you got to... You, you can't gotta, do it every year. Right, you got to keep them guessing. Year. I mean, you yeah. got to have a surprise. If it's just expected, then... Mm. It's, that's true. Well, I hope the neighborhood had a happy Valentine's Day with whomever or whatever you chose to celebrate with. But yes, there is a fatal five-way getting back to SmackDown. Um, and I and I do wonder, I doubt it, but I do wonder if WWE is going to kind of sweep the rug out and, you know, Shinsuke will wind up in the Battle Royal. And <laughs> actually, no, that can't be it. Shinsuke's challenging. He's got to get the title match. I don't know. I'm sure we will get Styles versus Shinsuke, but it's weird to have a fatal five-way when it is so seemingly obvious who is going to win. I guess so. But maybe we could have a fatal four-way at WrestleMania! It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. You know. Um, let's see. I, I can't think of any other major SmackDown news from what I read other than the fact Charlotte and Sarah Logan had a good match. Um, other than the Bludgeon Brothers broke a TV. Yeah, they finally had some bludgeoners that were they looked that looked real. 
when they actually because I saw a little a gif of that as well, and when they hoisted them up onto their shoulders, it actually looked like they had there proper weight to there. them as opposed to the styrofoam ones they've been using. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton wrestled Bobby Roode. Jinder Mahal showed up. I'm sure there's going to be another multi-man U.S. title match at Fastlane. How many multi-man matches can we have? Quite a bit. Quite a bit, quite a bit. What do you make of the rumor? Before we get to Raw, what do you Rumors? make of the rumor from today that WWE is looking to expand the length of pay-per-views? Three hours is not long enough. They might be pushing for four. Well, for the I mean, minor ones, and they've been doing that anyways. For the for the major ones, yes. But yeah. they're talking about they're talking about potentially, and again, this is the rumor. They're talking about potentially expanding it, which would make maybe WrestleMania now maybe five hours. Well, in all fairness, WrestleMania is already really six hours. So if they just officially start saying five hours, it's not going to really change the amount of time you're watching it. Well, except if they still do a two-hour pre-show, now it's seven hours. Right, but that, I, something tells me they wouldn't. Now, when it comes to a pay-per-view, is there a length that you will consider too long? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what the card of the show is. But I suppose I mean, that's true. If it's a quality card. But even then, even if it's like the best wrestling I've ever seen, I have to imagine if it was wrestling start to finish for seven hours, by the end of it, I probably would not be enthralled. Let me ask you this question, and I may have pitched this idea to you. I haven't seen this in the rumors, but people have mentioned it. Would you be okay if Raw and SmackDown each got their own WrestleMania? If WrestleMania weekend was like Saturday night was one show and Sunday night was another show? I don't... I'd be okay with it. But I don't really feel like it's warranted. Um, and again, you know, you can't see the WrestleMania wall from from this particular angle. However, you know, we're talking about on Raw. John Cena did say in his promo that WrestleMania can bring legends back from the dead. So everyone is now assuming that that guarantees John Cena versus The Undertaker. And it's just, we're getting to the point now where we're talking like there could be up to 12 to 13 matches. And if it is going to go five hours, would it be better to just have two three-hour WrestleManias as opposed to one? I think having two three-hour shows would make it feel less special. Now, don't get me wrong. I said I'd be okay with it because, you know, like right now they do uh, an NXT on Saturday, right? Or Yeah. They, yeah. And yeah. so that – do they or was that, was that? They do. It's okay. The, Saturday, the night before WrestleMania is – And what's Friday? Friday's the Hall of Fame? Correct. Okay. So, like, I mean, so they could presume, do it. You would presume they would bump everything back. Right. I mean, so I then, guess you could do that, but I don't know. There's something special about having everybody building towards – one show, one event that makes that event actually seem special in a way. And so if you split them up, it kind of just makes it seem like like it's not – I mean, I understand you could still be building it like it was WrestleMania. It'd still be a whole weekend of shows. But if that's at some point, that just starts to feel like the, these these smaller split-brand shows anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't, it well, seems less special other, in some way. That is the other rumor is that WWE is going to get rid of the double brand 
the the separate brand shows, which they'll still have two brands, but they'll only be on one pay per view. Oh, I would like now, that. Again, I don't know if that you know, and maybe that just means that they're not going to do twelve or thirteen pay per views a year. Maybe they'll just do eight. Yep, and they'll just make them meaningful. The question would be for me is if you were, you know, if you were on SmackDown, clearly you would not be the final WrestleMania. You would be the Saturday Night WrestleMania. That's not going to mean the same thing. But, again, that's just me spitballing an idea. Um, but, yeah. Are you excited about the prospect of John Cena wrestling The Undertaker? Sure. There's, there's I, I doubt the legitimacy of that claim with just your expression and tone i don't know it's a match that probably should have happened years ago at this point i i'd like to see it um i've 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 read that you know undertaker after his performance last year has had some surgeries and supposedly he's moving around and not in pain and he really feels like he's ready to go again. Like if, if he really is much more mobile than he was these last three years, I mean, I guess that could be a good match. I mean, I don't know that I would endorse it medically speaking. If you had surgeries and now you're mobile and you want to get right back in the ring and maybe make yourself immobile for the rest of your life. I mean, I don't know if I can really, get behind that but i don't know like that's to up me, to him and the doctors i guess i don't know i don't feel me, good about it but it's all in how they present the character yeah like and i know i know it's you know george carlin has always said he leaves symbols to the simple minded but there was a symbol there was meaning to him leaving the gloves and such that's the thing that bothers me the most about it is just how well wrapped up they left his career after last year like yeah. i don't think anybody's ever gotten i mean people don't get me wrong people have retired before and they've come back and that's just the way wrestling is right nobody really retires but i can't think of anybody else who got a send off like that yeah. like it, i just it, think it ended a wrestlemania no other wrestlemania has ended that way right um it just it's too good to to renege on that although i suppose maybe Shawn michaels ended that way did that main event i can't remember i don't think so it could have either way either way it might have but again we're talking Shawn michaels and the undertaker two of the all-time right and even so. if they, they did end wrestlemania they did he didn't get that same pomp and circumstance that's are you eating the leftover sugar from the sugar cookies no that's the couscous oh the couscous okay the cooey coos the cuckoo the cuckoo yeah i am the walrus why you're not a beatles fan what's wrong with you you don't like the beatles I, they're fine. They've done some... Huh. I, I have not spent a whole lot of time appreciating their catalog. The Beatles are um, are excellent. And the reason why I think they're excellent is because of the way that they changed their sound over a relatively short period of time. 
Do you think that was because they had multiple songwriters? So John Lennon's writing different songs than Paul McCartney's writing? I don't know. Maybe. Haven't really thought about it. But in all fairness, okay. I like them quite a bit. And I, I just like the breadth of stuff. I, because Papa Matthews, the champ, was such, you know, granted he wasn't a Beatles fan necessarily, but he was such a proponent of like Pink Floyd and the Moody Blues and that kind of Cat Stevens, that kind of classic music, I never went that direction. Oh. So my Pink Floyd is excellent dad rock. My appreciation of classic music, like I'm in awe of the Harry Chapin thing behind you, because outside of a handful of information, I know nothing about Harry Chapin. Oh, he's excellent. So I love singer-songwriters. So, well, we heard you sing earlier. You could be yeah. a singer-songwriter. Oh, you thank wanted. you. That's so nice of you to say. Um, are you excited for a seven-man chamber? Oh, there's seven in it now? So what happened was Seth Rollins wanted in. Now, Jason Jordan is injured, has had surgery, will miss the year. Unfortunate blow for him. Seth Rollins wants to get back into the main event picture. So he was inserted into the last chance fatal four-way, which became a fatal five-way, featuring Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, Apollo Crews, and Finn Balor. Okay. And in that match... Finn Balor and Seth Rollins both pinned, I believe, Bray Wyatt. So there was some contention as to who won. So Angle decided you'll both be in. It will now be a seven-person chamber. So since they're not going to build another chamber, does this just mean it starts as a triple threat? I would assume so, unless they're going to redesign a new chamber. But I doubt they would because it's not going to be a seven-woman chamber match. So I will assume that they'll start with three in the ring and four pods. Unless Seth Rollins and Finn Balor need to share a pod, which would be humorous. That would be very humorous. It would be better to watch The Miz and Braun Strowman share a pod, but that might not Oh, happen. that would be hilarious. That needs to happen. You just see The Miz's face squished against pod. <laughs> that <laughs> needs to happen Braun now. just keeps getting Oh, man. That would be such a good visual. And you would need to have a camera just on that pod. Absolutely. Like you would have the camera in action, and then the picture-in-picture -picture screen would just mm -hmm. be the Miz trying to survive in the pod. Oh, we should write for TV. We really should. <laughs> um, so, yes, it'll be a seven-man chamber. I will assume it'll start as a, as a triple threat. Okay, I mean, whatever. Uh, the sanctity of the Elimination Chamber... It's not something that I've ever spent any amount of time thinking about, so I, this does not bother me one bit. I um, I was bothered more by the 40-man Royal Rumble. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, that was awkward. It, and, of course, Alberto of the River had to win it. Of course. So, like, you just know it's a bad idea now. Oh, yeah, Don't terrible. Do never do it again. Um. What I like about the Elimination Chamber, we're coming up to it. I don't think we need to make predictions this week, but I think next week we will. Uh, <clears throat> while, yes, the smart money is on Roman Reigns, it isn't necessarily the direction they're going to go. Correct. But it is. I'm going to continue to believe. Not in Bo Dallas, though I hope he shows no. up in the match in some way. <laughs> I would like to see... In addition to The Miz and Braun Strowman, I would like to see during the entire match and leading up to the main event, I would like to see The Miz, I mean, I would like to see Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel trying as many different ways as they can think of to get in and failing. 
<laughs> like they get like wire cutters and they break or, you know, they try to disguise themselves as like ring personnel and they get spotted. Just again. Yeah. Stooge wrestle silly that we come to know and love. All right. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, again, not, we're, we're in a little bit of a holding pattern heading into uh, WrestleMania. You know, these mad, these pay-per-views are set. So once they get taken care of, we'll start to be able to really flesh things out. But that was it in the in the news of Raw and SmackDown. 205 oh, Live was, yes. I didn't watch 205 Live this week, but I, I did uh, make a point to go back and watch from, I don't know, three weeks ago or something. And I saw the introduction of one Drake Maverick. Um, he seems all right. I'm a fan. I have. I'm actually I've intending actually myself. Yeah, I've I'm made. intending to watch the rest of 205 Live since then, actually, because he does something for me that that show needed. He he's a voice of reason that is like now and again. We love Russell Silly, but you know. So this, I don't want to spoil it for you. So this past week and in previous weeks, he called Drew Gulak on the no-fly zone and the PowerPoints and all of that. And he was like, in the Cruiserweight Classic, you were not this guy. Nice. You were a killer. And this week, Victor Crumb returned to 205. Oh, sweet. It's great. That is good. I will say this. Over the last few weeks, 205 Live has been the best hour of wrestling that doesn't include Braun Strowman. Have you been watching NXT? Yes. Oh. Okay. This week, this week we saw a UK title match, which was good. Um, Who was the nice UK champion? Pete Dunne. Who'd he uh, face for that then? Roderick Strong. Meh. We saw a nice... It was good. We saw a nice... That's just my reaction to Roderick Strong. It has nothing to do with Pete Dunne. That's fine. You tell me if Roderick Strong's in a match, and I'm going to say, meh. His middle name should be Vanilla. He is very... Or just And meh. he's good. He's quality. He had a good match with Tyler Bate. He had a good match with Hideo Itami. He I miss Roderick Strong from TNA. I don't remember yes. if you remember. He was like the back, backbreaker master. Like He had like a 50,000 variations of the backbreaker. He's got now like 12. Yeah. He uses three regularly and breaks out the others every so often. Yeah. Just not doing it for me. There was a nice segment. Um, Alistair Black kind of declared his interest in the NXT title. Killian Dane came out and said he wants the title. So now we're going to get a little Alistair Black versus Killian Dane match. I'll watch that. Um, TM61 had a squash. Who? The Mighty Don't Kneel. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Maybe if I rack my brain, if I go back two years, maybe. Yeah. Where uh, Where have they been? Injured or what? The. I feel bad saying this. The good one. Uh huh. The Jeff Hardy of the group. Yeah. Because there's two of them. One's a very capable technical wrestler, and one dives off stuff. Right. The one who dives off stuff got hurt for almost a year. Then and. Contrary to belief, it's the technical one that has the tattoos? No. Oh, Jeff Hardy has the tattoos? Oh, yes. That makes sense, then. Yeah. 
And then um, the match I skipped, apologies to the neighborhood who hates when I say this, was the rematch of Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. Oh, yeah. There's no reason to watch that. Kyrie Zane came out. Obviously, I think she and Shayna Baszler will probably have a match maybe at rest. So did Ember Moon retain? Again. Okay, great. I think she might have been. I think Shayna Baszler might have gotten disqualified. So maybe she's heading up for the Ronda Rousey. Oh, there's the other news. I forgot. Ronda Rousey is signing her contract for WWE at Elimination Chamber. But she's already signed her contract with WWE. She's going to publicly sign her Raw contract Ah. at the Elimination Chamber. So Ronda versus Charlotte, not happening. But has Oscar declared who she's facing yet? Technically, no. What do you mean technically? I don't believe she. Uh, the The assumption is that she will wrestle. Bliss. Bliss. But I don't think she's officially said that yet. So I suppose there is a chance that she goes to SmackDown. That's still the money match to me is Charlotte Flair is. versus Austin. You're absolutely so. right. But it also could mean, and this is, again, the rumor, that it will be Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it is either. And people are guaranteed maybe it'll be The Rock and Rousey. And I'm like, I, I understand that that makes sense from mm. whatever happened a few years ago, but I don't think so. I think it's more likely that Ronda Rousey winds up in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, probably. Because you've got both members of Absolution in there, which makes no sense. Both Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. One of them's getting out. Probably Mandy Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And what about Triple H? Where do you think he would be best served this WrestleMania season? Obviously, again, the rumors are all centered on this match that you were just talking about. In the gorilla position, calling, like, helping to call the action. I do not need to see Triple H wrestle at WrestleMania. I don't either. But given the fact that he has become a WrestleMania attraction, especially in a company where, well, I was going to say, it's not for sure, but especially in a company that, you know, in all forward-facing manners, seems as though they've lost their other major spectacle being The Undertaker. I just don't know whether or not they'd be ready to lose Triple H and Undertaker in the same year. I'm turning to the WrestleMania wall to look at the possibilities. Yeah. Uh There's nothing. There's nothing. Samoa Joe, sadly, probably going to miss his second WrestleMania. He's been off house shows till May. I got to believe they got to start having the conversation of, when do you want to just start training at the Performance Center? Like, do you really want to keep going? Because you keep getting hurt. You keep missing the big matches. You bleed all the time. Like, maybe the writing's on the wall here, my friend. Maybe. Yeah, you know. He's already wrestled Reigns. He's already wrestled Rollins. If Ambrose was around, I'd say, here, complete the S.H.I.E.L.D. trilogy. But Ambrose is injured. He's going to miss WrestleMania. I mean, there would be something poetic about it. I mean, I just said I don't think it would happen where they'd lose both him and Taker in the same year. But, I mean, some years back when they had Trips, Taker, end of an era or whatever, I mean, it almost seemed like they were thinking about doing it then. So, I mean, I guess there is a certain, you know, circular... something poetic about maybe quietly having that happen this time. Yeah. But I don't know. 
you know, I guess, you know, they could pull a swerve if Taker is really done and bring Triple H back from the dead. Not that he died, but and have Cena Triple H, but there, there's no story or money in that necessarily. So I don't know. I, I, I think the roster is so big and so full of top talent. You can survive without Taker. You can survive without Triple H. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yes, other than that, I think we have covered all of the major, uh, Rich Swan has come to a mutual parting of the ways with WWE, not surprisingly. Nope. Um, which leaves us to how we started the wrestling portion of this show, which is let's return to the email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. We've still got five more emails to get through and let's start with, uh, I don't know if this gentleman has ever uh, written to us before. I believe his name is Tony Quitero or Quiterio. How would you pronounce that, Mr. Cusco? Oh, don't ask me. I can't pronounce nothings. Tony Quiterio. DC and Doc, do either of you two guys have any idea what this SmackDown's top ten list is all about? I sure don't. I gotta say, I don't want to stop watching wrestling, but they aren't doing anything to keep me around. Your thoughts? Your buddy, Tony Q, from Mass, sent from my iPhone. I don't think, this isn't referee Tony S. Nope. Well, hey, it's Tony, Tony Q. Could, Tony Q, welcome to, welcome to the besties there, Tony Q. Welcome to the airwaves. Welcome, the besties, be your DDT reader, it's great. Welcome to the party, pal. All right. Do either of us know what the SmackDown Top 10 list is all about? No. And I don't know that they had one on this week's show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's just a thing that maybe they're going to – I don't even know if they're doing this because I don't go to their website. But just like they used to do that power ranking quietly in the background that didn't actually mean anything, mm -hmm. I'm – gonna guess that that's what this is gonna be because i can't imagine it was very well received by any of the audience it doesn't really make any sense why well, did you have I, a list that people backstage would have voted on that that's just the most cop-out thing i thought when daniel bryan first announced it i thought he said that the list would be voted on by the fans but apparently he didn't apparently he said it would be voted on by the roster who cares right Yep. At least have the fans vote. Sure. Like they could have made a hashtag about it. People would have gotten into it. Absolutely. So yeah, no, don't know what it's about. Um you know what list I do know about? No. Which list do you know about? I know about the list. The list. The, the list in which we, Doc Manson at Doc Manson and myself, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews compile a list of the greatest professional wrestlers in history. We had a big week last week. We did. We John took some Cena, names Roman from one Reigns, list and we put Chris them onto Benoit. this other list. It was pretty great. We did. We did indeed. We got uh, feedback from, I'm going to forget the name now, but somebody did say we, sh we should not put a guy like Bobby Heenan on the list. We should keep the list pure as it was intended Otherwise, we would have to start a whole new list of wrestling personalities, which, again, maybe someday. Maybe someday. But we got to finish this one first, which... It's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little while. Um, while. Is there anything That's, we want to say? Is that Creed? Stained. Stained. 
Aaron Lewis. Is there anything Ugh. you want to say about the list here on this episode? Yeah. You should listen to it. Wherever you can find it. Okay. We'll just we'll leave it there. You should listen to the list uh, wherever you find it. I mean, should we say anything more than that? I don't, I don't know. We are open to say anything whenever we want. That is what I have been told. We can say, we can decide when we want to say anything, whenever we want to say anything. Let's say it now, then. I think we should. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ladies and week- gentlemen, DC and Doc Manson, for the first time in our, how long have we been podcasting? Two and a half years? A long time. In our yeah. two and a half years on the airwaves, we have finally been kicked off <laughs> no. of the no. NAI network. <laughs> Why did I bring it up? Come at me, Liam. No. Come at me. <laughs> the outlaw is back. <laughs> no, that is not no? necessarily true. Okay. <laughs> it's not necessarily <laughs> false. Yes. It's not necessarily okay. false. Okay. Well, what is it then? But it's not necessarily true. Um, I apologize to Jason and Liam and Bill if I am telling tales out of school. I will speak only of our show. DDT Wrestling and The List. Uh, the List will be moving after the, last, the next episode of The List you hear will be the final episode of The List on the NAI Wrestling Network. From that moment on, if you want to hear The List... It will be on the DDT Wrestling feed. We will need to make a graphic, I suppose, to distinguish it from the DDT nah. Wrestling graphic. Nah, you don't nah. think so? Do you think when I post my solo shows and I put my little picture of just the Pope of Positivity that you made me, does that show up anywhere? It does, does show it sh- up in certain places and certain apps will pull okay. that episode image, but a lot of them don't. So. Okay. It's a mix. Well, yes. The list will be moving. Um, it, it will be less confusing for people who are trying to find our show as opposed to the myriad other great shows currently on the NAI Wrestling Network. Um, and it will free up NAI Pod for doing all of the great things they're doing. Congratulations to Jason and Liam and Bill for winning the Wrestling Radio Awards. I believe they were the best uh, live show. Of I mean, honestly, though, let's be honest here. The only reason why they won is because we weren't nominated. That's true. Ant was nominated. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't know that. But I mean, but I will say we weren't nominated because we're not live. No, that's also true. Um, but next year, maybe we will be nominated for something. I would like to think I doubt the DDT it. Awards themselves should be nominated for its own piece of... What if we were to nominate ourselves as part of the DDT Awards as the best wrestling podcast? And then what if we won? Do you think anybody would have a problem with that? If we gave ourselves a DDT (laughs) Award? Yeah. No. No one would have a problem with that. I understand the dandruff comment, but that Uso... Come on, it was humorous. It was. I'm, I'm saying I do understand the joke, but that Uso hair was beautiful it was silky i wanted to run my hands through that hair and i've never felt that way about naomi wait are you talking about naomi's hair no i'm talking about the usos hair oh okay for a second there i was a little confused whose hairs were you running your meaty digits through whichever uso is married to naomi i can never remember yeah the one that starts with the j 
Yes. All right. So yes, um, that is that is the big news. We will talk about it more on the next episode of the list. But yes, to get back to Tony Q's question, no. I don't know what the SmackDown Top 10 list is all about. I have a sneaking suspicion. Very soon, we'll never hear about it again. Yeah, it seems right. Um, Pav's email has no subject, so I feel like we shouldn't read it. Because <laughs> I don't know if it's for us. I think you should read it. Pav's email, no subject. Greetings from Birmingham. Wow! This week marks two years of me emailing you. How many anniversaries does this guy have? Every time he emails, he's got another anniversary. <laughs> That's okay. You know, it's good to have things to celebrate in life, DC. This week marks two like years Like Valentine's of Day. Now, instead of doing what I do, are you giving up anything for Lent? I doubt it. But I'm What's a Lent? <laughs> Is that like when I lend you something for a period of time? I lent it? Yes, it's the past tense of lend, and so people are giving up lending things. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to lend anything to you, because you never return it in one piece. What did I break? Uh, you're breaking my balls, DC. <laughs> breaking my balls. Yeah, I went there. I, I went blue. I broke your heart, because I did not wind up sending you a Valentine's Day card. Yeah, that I was very to. upsetting. Thank and you very much. Now, instead of back to Pav's email, now instead of doing what I did for the first anniversary by copying and pasting my first ever email, instead, like Raw kicked off a new era with new graphics and a new theme, for tonight only, I will have a different format. Uh oh. So, I have found a stock theme used by various podcasts, fashion catalogs, corporate presentation videos, etc., that I feel would make a great WWE theme song. But for which superstar, past or present? There are no lyrics to this theme, so you don't have to worry about anything unsavory. All you have to do is press play on the YouTube link and listen up to 1 minute and 45 seconds. Listen for that duration. What? <laughs> it says it in the email. I'm He's not doing us that. Orders now. <laughs> <laughs> I would like all my DDT besties to offer their opinions on this, too, and then tweet me. Glenn, you may be listening at work. Che, you may be listening at the gym. Danielle, you may be listening at uni. And Mrs. Manson may be listening while walking the great Oscar. Four people that he believes listens to this show. That's it. Only four. four. He's not that wrong, really. Oh, I suppose he said DDT buddies. Those are his buddies. Uh, Imagine okay. it being WrestleMania. And with WWE's big budget for entrances, with lights, pyro, confetti, cars, you name it, close your eyes and imagine them walking down the long WrestleMania ramp to this. Imagine the crowd's anticipation, the feeling in the arena. It's a beautiful and majestic song, and the name and author is provided at the end of the email to be disclosed at DC and Doc's discretion. Imagine who this theme would suit. So, are you just going to, should we listen to it? Oh, thank you. He's so good. Go Dallas, move on. Hmm. It said we had to listen for a minute and 45, so... moving a little. I get a tribal feel. Yeah. 
I'm thinking maybe Ua Nation at this point. Me too. Ooh. A little bit there, a little something. Oh, I feel like it's a little slow for a WrestleMania theme. I feel like this is the theme that they'd be playing as they're doing the opening credits to the Hall of Fame. See, it's companies like this where you really don't want to have a video podcast. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> Then I'd be performing for others. What, what's our timestamp here? Where are we? <laughs> um, what do you mean? On the song? He said a minute 45. Where are we? Uh, 120. All right. I could kind of see Sami Zayn skanking to this. No? You don't think so? No, not enough horns? Okay, so here's what I felt. Oh, let me wait till we get to a minute 45. There he is. All right, so here's this picture that I have in my head. There's going to be an intro video to WrestleMania, and it's going to start with a young child growing up honestly, and I apologize, but he's in a third world country. And he's like, you like know, Canada. Walking, he's like walking the streets, and it's the video of him. Like, whether it's saving money, maybe you see him, like, collecting bottles and cans or something, and he's saving up money, and he buys his ticket, and you see him getting on the plane for the first time, and he's, like, walking up, and then it's him walking to, you know, the stadium, wherever WrestleMania is being held. <laughs> You're and totally he right. Up his, he passes in his ticket, and then you literally see him, and then they cut to this same person live they have the camera and he walks like up the you know up the stairs and then you see him in the arena he walks up the stairs and like goes and takes his seat and that's how wrestlemania begins and that person is puff i was gonna say that person is apollo cruz because he's not gonna be wrestling (laughs) at wrestlemania well there's that too i suppose but there is the andre battle royal that would be great if that would be that would be fantastic that's it puff it's you Coming from Birmingham, getting on a plane, flying to America, buying yourself some Tino Sabatelli merchandise there you go. at the merchandise stand, and you walk in and take your seat for WrestleMania. That It's your music, Pav. It is your WrestleMania entrance. How majestic. Fun fact number 15. Japanese government kept a train station in operation in a small village to enable a small girl to make her commute to school every day. Trains only reported to the station twice a day to pick her up and drop her off. It closed last year after the girl, Kana Harada, same as Asuka's old name, Mm. graduated from high school. The P underscore A underscore V. Well, they take public transportation very seriously there. I like that song more than I thought I would because it had that kind of elevator music, you know, studying for a final sort of thing. I like it. Thank you, Pav, for that email. Our next email comes from Nate. Hello, lads. I hope both of you are enjoying your week so far. Just have one wrestling question and another random question. One, which chamber match do you think should main event? Men's is for the right to face Brock, so I give it to the men's. Doc Manson, you say? Um, probably the men's, yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like the Women's Royal Rumble main evented, so in the next pay-per-view. Yeah. And this, you know, this is for... Now, granted, one is for a title, one is for an oppor- a title opportunity. So in that sense, it should be the women, because the title may change hands depending on who wins the women's chamber match. But I will the say rubble- forward-facing, the title opportunity, you know, with the fact that we're headed to WrestleMania... Seems like the the better yes. moment, especially yes. pointing the, at that. The pay per view should end pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Of, well, while of course, that, da, 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 while that song plays, burn out, burn out. Not that. Song. <laughs> That's the song that's gonna be playing. I'd like to point out though that people gave me credit for a good Roman Reigns song on the last episode of the list. I like to point out that they said it was our our music, and the only thing I could think of was the Royal Rumble. I was like, what? What's going it's on? Be a Rumble. That's right. That that was actually at first what I thought they were talking about. That is the only Royal Rumble song. Absolutely. Two. How did both of you figure out what you wanted to do for career slash profession? I'd love to hear how you became a doctor and a teacher. Cheers, Nate. Now, you are a doctor, but you do not practice medicine. Are you? Are you trying to belittle me, DC I am Matthews? Absolutely not. Trying to belittle you. Are you trying to minimize my accomplishments? Are you trying to say, in other words, that, yes, you're a doctor, but you're not really a doctor? No. Is that what you're trying to say to me right now, DC Matthews? I might actually believe you are more of a doctor than the doctors who practice medicine. Why? In order to get you to stop yelling at me. Fair enough. Okay. You, no, you, you, you are. You, when you tell people what you do, do you say I'm a doctor or do you say I'm a scientist? Neither. I say I am the coordinator for all of the teaching laboratories at so and so, so and so. Okay. Well, so let's adjust Nate's question then because I know you did not set out in life to be a coordinator of teaching laboratories. But what made you want to go into the sciences, specifically molecular and cell biology, virology, whatever it is, you, you. I don't really have a good answer. Um, path of least resistance. Okay. Like I know that sounds bad, but like I went to college, I wasn't really exactly sure what I wanted to do. I I knew I wasn't going to major in the liberal arts only because I had the impression that I wanted to actually have a job someday. But and I say that because that was my 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 impression at the time. I, I don't necessarily feel that way about it now. You understand, listening audience. But um, that was my my thought process at the time. And so then I went to school, and I was originally I think a chemistry major. And at some point, I had to take physical chemistry, and I took about a semester of that, and said, "Well, that's enough of that." And uh, I switched to biology because. I enjoyed my organic chemistry and biochemistry, and um, yeah, it just sort of happened. I don't know. I didn't really set out to do it. Okay. I, I did some. I did some research in an undergraduate as an undergraduate in a research laboratory. I, the professor there said, "Hey, you want to stick around and do an advanced degree?" And I said, "Sure." I mean, that's sort of what happened. I don't recall how old Nate is. I know we are older than him, but I am not sure by how much. But what I want the youth of the neighborhood to know is that in a youth lot of, the of cases... What? Nothing. What would you say? Nothing. 
in a lot of cases, your career and profession isn't necessarily what you set out to do. Well, I mean, for us deeply unsatisfied people, I think that's a true statement. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty satisfied. of people in life who say, I know exactly what I want to do and be, and they go out and they do it, and they're happy the rest of their lives. That's not me. Maybe it's you. It's not me. <laughs> but I, Mine is a smaller thing, but like I knew I wanted to be a teacher because I enjoyed being a camp counselor and working with kids, and I couldn't for the life of me think of anything else that I was good at. <laughs> physical labor yeah, okay. right out the door. Um, oh, please. You'd be fine at physical labor. Look at you. You're all stocky and beefy. You'd be able to, like, power lift lumber all day long. <laughs> yeah, I'd break it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Because it would involve power tools. Not necessarily. That's true. I could see you just have but to either, But either way, shoulder. but I set out to college to teach French. Wee like, wee! Oui, oui. I did not know that. Then after a semester, I realized I just really enjoyed French in high school. I didn't really like the language. Then I thought I would do high school history until I realized I would be one of many male high school history teachers. I would be one of few elementary education majors. And even then, I still wanted to teach middle school yeah. social studies. And it wasn't until the job I currently have was offered to me and I had no other job offers that I was like, well, I guess I'm teaching this. Right. And 10 years later, I really do enjoy it and now have a hard time imagining myself teaching middle school social studies, but not what I set out to do. No. And don't get me wrong. Like, there are plenty of other things that I, I think I would prefer to do, but I just – I'm, I'm one of those people who just – never actually accomplishes anything like well i mean like okay but like I, i've accomplished plenty but yes. what i mean Thank is you. like you know like when i was younger i was gonna i thought i was gonna be a novelist or so you know what i mean like i've never written a book in my life you i barely could, even though i could i've got some ideas but i'm just not the sort of person that's self-motivated in that way i need deadlines i need like external pressures on me to to, to really work to my full capacity. So having a structure, having a you know a job around me where there are responsibilities and expectations, um, that actually really helps me be productive in a way that, for the most part, I, I struggle to be otherwise. So I'm right there with you. I enjoy. I am grateful that the job I have. If I was ever absent, I need to write substitute plans and actually be accountable for that because based on my college and pre-professional work experience, I would have used up every possible get-out-of-work day within the first two months. Sure. Like, you know, I, I am in awe. Now, granted, it's a different situation for you, but I am in awe of people who could just pick up the phone and call and say, I'm not coming in, and then hang up the phone and go back to bed. That's me. I'm in awe that you get up and go sort to work of. every day. Well, I mean, in all fairness, I do have responsibilities. Yes, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying for other people, people who work yeah, in, but there's, yeah, you know, people yeah, who work right. in in banks or you know, maybe enough tall guys. Not a good example of that, but people who can work in jobs where if you're not there, the job continues without much difference. I'm not sure those really exist, though. Like it's like even like okay, like you could say like. Somebody who works a retail job, okay, 
I appreciate what you do, but whether or not you're there or they get somebody else to fill in for you, it's probably not the end of the world. The problem is those types of jobs don't actually have the freedom to miss work. You know what I mean? Like if you're scheduled to be there, you got to be there for the most part. You can maybe sometimes some. I mean, you do get. You can call out sick, but it's not like you have sick days. No, like, that's like, true. You, say, you know in, what I in mean? In those cases, so. if you're not there, you don't get paid. It's not a salary right. position. That's true. Right. That's true. But, all right. Well, that was interesting. If you could go back in time. Yes. reset to mm-hmm. fall 2001. Yeah. Let's assume you went to the same university because I can't bear the thought of not having you in my life. But you could major in something else. Yeah. Would I? Would what, what would, would it be? What would it would be? Um, I don't. I can't say for sure, but I would definitely take a longer, harder look at degrees that were directly applicable to jobs. Um, I would look at accounting. I would look at um, pre-law, which of course is not a degree in and of itself, but I would more seriously consider that 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 track oh, man. um possibly pharmacy you would be the most annoying lawyer oh my god you would be great yeah, but you would be great i would but like you would be the lawyer that you'd walk into the courtroom and whoever was opposite you would be like oh just stab me in the eye with a sharp <laughs> object yeah but I, th- I honestly think i would look more at things like that i i don't finance is maybe a little less direct than accounting but i would maybe look at and more things like that that have more more clear paths i think okay yeah i mean don't get me wrong i really do like what i do yeah but i i just um i don't know it's it, it was a struggle to find the position that i have because believe it or not um having a doctorate in biology is is not rare anymore um, the market is flooded. There's too many people actually with these degrees, and it actually makes for a very difficult time getting a position uh, without any prior experience. I don't want to turn this into, you know, I we're, we're past the hour mark. We are approaching that 90-minute mark. We still have a couple of emails. But do you think that is because it is now easier to, like, I, I don't know. Why is it that so many people are now choosing to stay in school? Like, you know, it was a big deal 20 years ago, 30 years ago in our in our father's generation. It was a big deal to go to college and to get a four year degree. Now you've got these people staying. And part of me thinks it's just, well, rather than have to decide on something and like decide on a career and become an adult, you know, some people, some people, not present company excluded. We both have advanced degrees, but some people are just choosing to stay. Well, again, it's one, the path of least resistance um, for many. And then on top of that, um, if you don't have anything good lined up, you can defer your student loans. That's true. Um, yeah. And there's easy. a societal component. I mean, you're just expected for the most part these days to go to college. Yes. It's so having rare. a four-year degree is, is not I – don't, I don't mean to, 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 to belittle people's accomplishments because it is still a great accomplishment. But it's not special in the way that it was – for our father's generation, mm-hmm. um, it's expected now. Yeah. Um, so that just sort of, when when you when you raise the bar for the minimum, I'm not going to say minimal acceptable education. There's plenty of people out there still who don't get college degrees, but it's just like I think trade schools, honestly, um, going into the, that those sorts of careers 
is a thing that more people probably should consider to some extent. Definitely. They're very good paying jobs. Um, it, it's hard manual work sometimes, but I, I do feel like, you know, it's relatively well paid, especially once you're able to, if you're able to start your own business around that sort of thing, which of course has its own can of worms associated with it. But um, I just, I, I feel like there are many paths that could be explored by people who I, I think they don't consider them as much anymore. I get is, is my, I think you're well, right. Not, but again, I don't mean to discourage anybody from going to college. It's a great thing. No, to do. by all means go. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think just, you know, it, being it exposed not, to people with different viewpoints is worth the experience alone, but take it from someone who rarely went to class. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Nate. That was a direction I didn't think we we're going in. Um, one of the newest farts. One of the newest besties, but but really one of my favorites, the ultimate warrior himself, Ryan, sends in this next email. Dear Diddity, wrestling, if you were given the opportunity to become a WWE superstar, what would your respective personas be and what type of role would you want to play? Manager? Backstage interviewer? Wrestler? This inquiring mind wants to know. Bonus question. Do you think if Uska went to Disneyland, she would declare herself the Empress of Tomorrowland? When did Ryan move to Sweden? <laughs> Thanks as always for the excellent podcast. Hurdy 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 This is what happens when we hit the 115. From 115 to 130, we lose. <laughs> um. Uh, Ten years ago, I would have said wrestler. Today, I'd say manager. Um, and I would definitely be uh, Damian Sandow. <laughs> like, let's just be real here. That would be my persona. You just mock? Y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would want to... I'd be a cheap imitation of Bobby the Brain Heenan. You know? <clears throat> I mean, that's... I, well, see, and I go for Bobby the Brain Heenan, but I go, I want to... I really did look at Syracuse University to major in broadcast journalism solely because Bobby Heenan always said he was a broadcast journalist. (laughs) That's awesome. Until the champ set it down and said, uh, this is how much Syracuse costs per year. We can pay for one year of that or four years of another school. And I went, oh, well, okay then. Hey, I had a similar sort of... uh... But yeah, I totally wanted to be... I wanted to get a job in broadcasting and i wanted to be mauro ranallo or gorilla monsoon or insert that that's what i would do I no would... no gorilla monsoon is about right yeah, yeah. I, you can be my bobby the brain heenan anytime you want thank you uh, this last one comes well, in no 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 i'm sorry do you think if oscar went to disneyland she would <laughs> declare herself the empress of tomorrowland yes i do that's hilarious thank okay. you Uh, Yes, last email, uh, uh, bestie from the past, bringing it back. It is Mitchell Monroe. Question for you, too. He answered. I love it. How would you book Rollins for WrestleMania when all of his opponents keep getting injured? Parentheses. Other than I wouldn't book him. I knew that was what you were going to say. And parentheses. Because I had a feeling that would be your answer. I wouldn't. I wouldn't book him, precisely because his opponents keep getting injured. Well, so you pick someone whom you don't necessarily want to get injured, but whom <laughs> he can wrestle Triple H. <laughs> okay. Um, 
How would I book Rollins for WrestleMania? Well, again, if you look at the wall, um, which no one can see, I would put him. Well, I can on- see it. I can see that phallic yellow structure still. That's orange. No, orange is next to the yellow. No, that's pink. That well, looks orange in this video. Okay, well, my webcam sucks. Yes, it does. Uh, I would put him in the multi-man intercontinental title match. Or if you if if put him in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. If Reigns does win, I'd have it be Rollins versus Reigns versus Lesnar. I'd if, like to point out that the winner of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial Royal Rumble match, whatever, has never gone on to do anything. Well, Cesaro is a multi-time tag champion. I but mean, not but, because you winning know, the Rumble. He, yeah, one, that or the memorial. Well, so okay, match. so who's won it? It's been Cesaro, show. Big Show, Baron Corbin, Mojo Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty bad. So this year's winner will be Elias. Apollo Cruz. Yeah, maybe. But All yeah. right. Rollins uh, can face Shayna Baszler. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, what's your piece of positivity heading into this week? Uh, Braun Strowman playing bass. His two hit singles, Get These Hands and Going All the Way. Is the album titled I'm Not Finished With You? Absolutely. Um, I will go with, oh, I'm so glad it wasn't brought up. Uh, I am so excited for next week's 205 Live because the best kept secret in NXT makes his debut on 205 Live. He he (laughs) cut weight to get there. There was a promo package on on 205 Live about him working out to try to make weight to make it. Buddy Murphy, the guy. Wesley Blake. No, they were wrong, the website. Uh, Buddy Murphy, <laughs> back when we didn't podcast, when we just wrote, I said, I think it was heading into 2015, I think I said that one of my guys, the the next guys to watch, was Buddy Murphy. It took three years, but I might finally be right. Um, you're wrong. He's going to turn into Bo Dallas pretty quickly. That's I'm fine with that. You shouldn't be. I understand that. But he's going to wrestle uh, Arya Davari. He'll win. He'll go on to wrestle either Jack Gallagher or Mustafa Ali. Probably they'll win. But I've, I've predicted Cedric versus Buddy Murphy in the final at WrestleMania. Because I am just like making ridiculous predictions. Okay. What about Wesley Blake? Is he going to be there? No. Wesley Blake, I think, is part of an NXT tag team with somebody else. And he's back to doing the cowboy gimmick. But Maybe they can get James Storm. They can do a hey, American Outlaw gimmick or something. That would be nice. All right there, Doc Manson. We have taken, uh, again, I can't say we went off the rails necessarily, but we did go here, there, and everywhere on this week's episode of DDT Wrestling. We talked. We gave some life lessons, talked about <clears throat> life lessons in the refrigerator, life lessons in college, life lessons with Braun and the Miz in their own pod of the Elimination Chamber, all like over the ma- all over the map. Anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that beautiful Thursday evening? If you're new listening to this show, follow us on Twitter at Doc Manson 
at the DC Matthews. I really do. We're think friendly. We, we don't bite. There, I do think there are more listeners than we we give it credit for. I would like to figure out someday how to how to get the statistics figured out. I mean, we definitely have at least four listeners. So <laughs> we got six emails. Right. At least two thirds of them actually listen to the show. I would think. I'm not sure about Pav. He doesn't seem to listen anymore. Pav, we just painted a picture much better than any answer you could have come up with. Like, hey, Mitchell, by the way, uh, write us again, but do you, do you still do the the gift of podcasts? Because I I, I got to say, I don't, I don't listen to wrestling shows. I'm just curious if you're still active in the potting community. I'll give you a plug on the show if you are. Write us in. And remember to turn into the NAI Wrestling Network for the, the list. The NAI Wrestling Network to that listen to familiar, the list, but... but only listen to it for one week because after that, you'll find it on the DDT Wrestling Feed. We'll have to decide if we're going to release it on a specific day or not. But a conversation for another time. Uh, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Please follow him on Twitter. He's catching up to me. Uh, I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Give us a review on iTunes, subscribe, send us an email, send us your love, and until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood. Bork, bork, bork.